0: Everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth 65, also known as Spider Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her
1: comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen 65. I'm Pax, and I'm Abigail. Uh, for this week's Weekend update, there's not really much on the uh, comics front, s- considering that we've done a few episodes in quick succession. The only piece of news to say is that there's been new plot details from across the Spider-Verse. Well, it's not really significant per se to the plot, but it's something fun to think about. So the story of why Gwen's in her new Converse Chuck Taylors is that it turns out they're actually a gift from Spider Punk,
0: uh, yeah, it sort of seems like they're doing um, a love triangle thing. It looks like they're going to be doing a lot with that um, in Spider Verse, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm I'm a little bit apprehensive. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, Amy Pascal did tease that across the Spider Verse is a love story between Miles and Gwen.
0: Yeah, which is uh, which is an interesting take to have. Um, and I hope they sort of do it well. It is an interesting pairing, giving, given that they can't really do this very well in the comics. Um, so it, it would be a... Yeah.
1: yeah, it feels like this movie's taking some inspiration from sitting in a tree. Well, at least the, the age gap in the movie is reasonable, uh, 15 months, as opposed to the very <laughs> egregious three years.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I... They basically, they had to age her down for this, like, and, and they don't sort of, like, try and do it with the sort of, like, thing where Gwen's in college and Miles is in high school thing that sort of they're steered around it. We've spoken about it before on the podcast, but um, I don't know. I I, I hope that they, they're really thinking about what they're doing here because, yeah. And also, I hope that the comics editors aren't thinking, oh, this means we need some kind of follow-up sitting in a tree or anything. Like, I hope they, they sort of avoid all of that. Really, I mean, um... if
1: you if you take out sitting in a tree from the Latour run, I think her run would still turn out exactly the same.
0: Yeah, no, and and it was interesting what because uh, we we've interviewed Sean and Aguar on this podcast, and and she said that like it it was very much more from Bendis's um, sort of end that a lot of that was pushed for, which is sort of why you don't see it shown again. Um, but but. Um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 an awkward thing to be doing. And I hope they do it well. Uh I really do, especially like um
1: Including that they're putting Hobie into the mix because uh well, if you think about it, Gwen and Hobie, because they're both musicians, that's something plausible that could happen.
0: Yeah, no, I, I could see that pairing in the comics. Maybe they could do that. Um and and that and they get their comic synergy that way. But I, I wanna see how it's done in the film, but maybe what we'll see is right because because obviously a lot of the Spider Verse is very angry at Miles. Maybe we'll see have to see like Gwen actively having to choose between fighting for one or the other.
1: I think she's mostly going to stick by Miles's side because there are two new stills. Well, the first still was. Uh, her and her new Chuck Taylors leaping across buildings and then the second one. I think it's that shot where they're uh hanging from the building upside down and it just shows Gwen up front.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that they are gonna try and move to introduce some amount of tension there and some amount like I, I do think obviously Gwen would go with Miles in the end. Like I don't like, but, but to introduce character tension they will have Hobie be like I don't know if, if they're, if they're, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, mm, maybe I'm speculating too much, but,
1: but yeah, across the spider verse, it's going to be out in June 2nd, which is only hold on how many months from now. Three.
0: Oh my goodness. That is closer than I realized. I'm really yeah. looking forward to this film. I'm glad it's finally coming out as well. Like it's just just glad they're doing it at this point. Um, Hopefully, uh, yeah. No, hopefully, we, hopefully we get a, a a pretty a more nuanced take on Gwen's character in this one, and they give her a bit more to do. Um, I, that's what I, really that's what I'm hoping for is more that we see room for that character to have more of an arc than what she did maybe in that first one.
1: Well, um, isn't she also labeled as another protagonist, like not just simply deuteragonist, but she's also protagonist.
0: Yeah, I hope so. But also at the same time I'm thinking like, oh, it's Miles' story. We don't want to hijack Miles' story. I don't know. I uh I am I'm a little conflicted on it um at times. Um in how they handle Gwen specifically because because again, I want the focus to be on Miles because really he's the he's the best part about that last one.
1: But on the other hand, this movie is supposed to serve as a backdoor pilot to that Spider Women movie when and if it's ever getting made.
0: Yeah, I just hope it doesn't try to do too much, you know. Like, I, I think there's these like problems where you have like a really good starting film, and then the sequel immediately just tries to spin off so much that it it gets to a, like a point of ridiculousness, you know. Um, and I and I hope they 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 steer away from that pretty firmly because uh, I think it'd be a shame if they if they lent into it too much, you know.
1: Well, I think. Uh thing to look most forward to is that i think the first 10 minutes according to uh cinema i think is going to be on gwen's world
0: yeah yeah no i'm 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 excited for that um yeah no we got we got a good film coming folks um don't don't listen to me fret too much
1: but uh anyway i think uh should we dive into today's episode what we're going to be talking about which is also spider verse related
0: yeah, so we're drawing actually to the end of the End of the Spider Verse arc, which is the start of the Spider Man series, uh, uh, ironically, of uh, Dan Slott's um, just Spider Man title. And we have read the first five issues of this series at NARC, and we're now going to get into the sixth. This is the penultimate one. The last one is going to be next time we cover this, so it's just going to be the seven. And we are going to be getting into it. It's written by Dan Slott. It's got art by Mark Bagley, inks by John Dell, colors by Edgar Delgado. Uh, Gwen is not a main character in this Spider-Verse event like she was the last couple. She's more of a sort of like important henchman.
1: A supporting antagonist.
0: Yeah, she's there. She's there on the cover of this issue even as a big sort of shatterified um Spidey. I uh, yeah, so we've sort of seen her uh take a bit of a backseat maybe the Spider-Verse event. Um so um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna maybe discuss that a bit more in detail uh, in the podcast. But first, we like to do a synopsis of what happens in the issue, so we can all get on the same page. Uh, we do recommend to read this comic first. Uh, check it out at your local comic book store, or even on Comixology. And uh, yeah, I think uh, is that everything. Is that... Yeah, that's
1: pretty much it. Okay, lovely. So. So yeah, so we're gonna start now. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Alright, so we begin with the Great Web now fully rewoven into the Great Nest. Shatra unleashes her full power-up on the multiverse, desiring to control it all in one universe. Giant tendrils break out across every Earth, causing untold destruction, and Shatra's will takes effect. The non-spider-powered Peter616 leaves Silk a voicemail about the interdimensional message he's received.
0: Night Spider reveals that she successfully managed to retrieve the totem dagger in the previous fray they were in. Despite Madam Web's reluctance, the Spider team, Maul and especially, decide it's worth it to try and use it to assassinate Shathra. Using disguises, the team shows up at the centre of the Great Nest in Loom World.
1: Once Shatra figures out that they're not really her minions though, they deploy Peter Palmer, Spider-Man, who is so distracting that it allows Morlin enough time to stab Shatra in the heart with the totem dagger. It's not very effective, as it apparently only works on spider totems. The spiders suddenly find themselves in the middle of a brawl which leaves them completely beaten.
0: At the same time, Madam Web, Hunter Spider, and Night Spider free the uncorruptible spider totems that Shathra had imprisoned. The newly freed Miles Morales and Spider-Mobile embark on a new recruitment drive and set off dimension hopping. The rest jump into the main fray with Shathra.
1: Morlin, humiliated and beaten by Shatra, is reduced to his base instincts to feed. He tries to feed on the prone body of silk, but she strikes out with the totem dagger left in arm's reach. Instead of unraveling completely, however, the wound on his arm shines a bright light into the nest, repelling it while starting to restore the old web. Shatra balks at this as Cindy realizes that Morlin's residual
0: totem energy from all that he has fed on could undo everything that the Elder God had wrought. Anya recognizes that Silk's status as the prophesied bride was wrong, and that it was a mistranslation of queen. Silk is the real chosen one. She slices the stunned Mullen up the sternum, now unleashing the full power of everything contained within him, and a bright light consumes everything.
1: It burns.
0: No, oh, but for real though, yeah, no. This is a uh, this is this is this. I was choices were made. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's for sure. Um, we, we finally find out who the chosen one was. So that's exciting.
1: Well, I had the feeling upon looking back at it that because of uh, Peter being severed from the web of life and destiny, uh, it chose Silk to be the next chosen one because Peter's no longer the chosen one.
0: Yeah. Um, no, they. Uh, I, I do think this is like Dan Slot maybe doing a little bit of repentance. For the initial Spider Verse, where he uh, essentially writes in Silk to be a love, like a canonical love interest, and the whole sex thing they had going on, very uncomfortable, frankly.
1: It's still ambiguous as to whether or not if Cindy is actually the real chosen one, and then everyone was just looking up to Peter because he was the only one who defeated Morlin by himself. Well, I.
0: I... I sort of hope that they they think a little bit about this because really we shouldn't have chosen ones like they don't work like you know in terms of deciding you know who is a good or a bad person or whatever and and I think that um like the the focus on having chosen ones so much in, in Spider Verse has been a problem for it um it it almost comes off as a little bit like they subvert it you know pete's not actually the chosen one you know and it seems like all is lost but you know really i i think they were just you know they they, they 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 weren't really subverting it they were just like oh they was wrong they had the wrong chosen one and it's nice that it gets to be cindy and not a peter parker for once you know i'm glad i'm glad it's not peter centric in that but like it's not enough you know like i think i think like cindy being the chosen one because she's the one who realizes that you need to Stabbed Morlin, apparently is not enough in my opinion,
1: so would that mean uh with that logic, if Peter was the one who stabbed Morlin earlier, would the dagger glow and respond to him
0: yeah, maybe like i I think i don't I don't think it's unique to Cindy, I think Cindy just figured out the trick, and also like it is a really cheap trick like it's 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 better than I think the first spider verse maybe, but um and and the second one with the omega force like i think this is better than like just one of them becoming really powerful like they find something that's like tied to the mysticism in a in a very loose way um and i think that's that's cool
1: i think they uh, dan slot just really wanted to double down on the fact that Cindy's title is the bride of spiders which apparently according to Anya it was translated wrong and she's really the spider versus queen
0: yeah like i don't i don't know if this is what cindy's character needs so much like i don't like nobody nobody like undervalues cindy i don't think really in 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 the way they write her like arc wise i just you know like it's nice that she is no longer the bride though i just um yeah they, they made a lot of choices here very quickly i think um i i do like the way this all ties together though um I don't think it's going to be a complete reset, but I think they may try and and give the Spider-Verse a bit of a clean slate with this, which will be nice if Slot never writes it again, maybe.
1: Well, Emily Kim is still going to be writing Silk in her next mini, so it's her decision whether or not, if she wants to acknowledge that Silk is now queen of the Spider-Verse.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I think that uh, Silk should definitely get more decisions made by somebody who's writing her ongoing. Dan Slott's never written an ongoing for Silk, right? Like he's the thing. Like he's never actually done that. So it's it's um I, I really do think it would be it's a it's a better call to be made by somebody who actually has to then think of arcs to write with her after doing one of these weird Spider-Verse events. Um the best Cindy stuff has never come from Dan in these Spider-Verse events at the end of the day. Um
1: You have Robbie Thompson to thank for that.
0: Yeah, Robbie Thompson and Emily Kim and 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 all of the other writers that have picked up Silk. Maureen Goo. Yeah, Moringu, all of these people have put out what what most people consider to be, you know, pretty decent comic books. And just, I think they need to get away from this, like, essentialist view that, like, one person in the Spider-Verse is, like, the one, you know, the chosen one. Like, you have all of these characters that you get to play with, and you decide that only one of them actually has to be there to, you know, actually do the important bit. Like, you don't find a way to tie it all together as a writer, and I, and I think that's a shame.
1: Well, Cindy did acknowledge herself as lead spider ever since Peter got erased. Web Weaver called her out on it, asking why, does she, why is she all bossy all of a sudden? Well, I, I
0: thought it was funny because it's apparent that she's actually forgetting about the main 616 Peter and that she's actually thinking that she's like...
1: Yeah, you noticed how yeah her memories have reconciled with this new timeline because she pointed out that Peter's on her phone.
0: Yeah, and, then, and it's sort of almost like in that moment then she, she sort of forgets a little bit about uh, about it all and you know maybe you yeah, know good for her you know she should stick up for herself and you know be a bit bossy but i think it's it's almost funny that she's just sort of like yeah you know like i haven't had struggle with peter you know being considered the main character this entire time or anything like this is very normal for me i, I it's, it's quite funny i think um, but
1: still kind of find it strange how these last three issues five six and the upcoming seven it's essentially a silk story even though the title is called spider-man
0: it has been, and you know, honestly, I've enjoyed this arc a lot more since Peter got written out. So that's been. I'm, I'm glad it hasn't all come back to him, and that that it's been allowed to breathe a bit more with the other characters. I'm glad that like they have this little team, and they're, they've stuck with them. But but honestly, like I I think they maybe should have should have stuck with maybe having the core Spider Verse team. They didn't need to do this really. I don't think it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't come off feeling like some of these characters just just haven't resonated i don't think i don't think hunter spiders resonated in a way well like many of them are just sort of just there um the best moments come from like when miles and spider mobile are like oh yeah do you remember the last time when we went recruiting and they're like yeah i remember i i think those are like the better moments not the whole you know just sort of introducing more one note characters who are who are clearly just like a gimmick i, th- I think trying to build on that sort of shared familiarity that having very, very, very different characters makes for an interesting story, you know?
1: But I did feel that uh, Night Spider and Web Weaver, they did get a little bit more play here because, well, Felicia was the one who was able to get their hands on the totem dagger while it was, yeah, like she said, it was just lying on the ground there after Gwen stabbed Peter with it.
0: Yeah, I, I like the bit where Cindy was like, oh, why are you doing a bit right now? Why are you? Yeah. Why would you want to do a bit? Um, about this, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, because I have the dagger." And you know, I thought that was yeah.
1: And when she met the rest of the uncorrupted spiders, how they're all surprised that she's a spider, and then she asks, "What is she in their universes?" And then Miles is like, "Bad luck." Well,
0: like, maybe it maybe gives us something a bit to reflect on, maybe. But yeah, no, I, I, uh, you know, I was well. Yeah, no, I think, I think she has landed, but they maybe, maybe just, I think front-loading it with all of these same sort of like new like not previously storied characters has been maybe a little bit of an issue um it hasn't landed as well as it maybe could have it would have benefited from Jessica Drew being there it would have benefited from Gwen being there and and I think having all of the characters that we do know for the most part being turned into like these weird monster things just is not very fun
1: we never even got to see what Jess 2.0 would have been like
0: no, no, they don't even they don't even bother with that, right? Like, and it's so gendered, like that they do it for Pete and not Jess. Um, I think,
1: especially the fact that since Jess was a major player in the first two Spider Verse events, yeah, definitely, and she's the first casualty.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, I yeah, no, the the way they've handled her character uh in this is just it just sucks, and she'll be back now in this last issue, I'm sure.
1: Yeah she has to be yeah certainly and uh i i also did mention how web weaver uh was also brought into more play into this issue he finally gets to use his fashion skills
0: yeah no he produces like those ultra lifelike suits um i think they really work um yeah no i think they do a really good job with making his like you know and it's not off panel, but I do think that was a good use of his character there,
1: even though they did have poor impressions of who they were supposed to impersonate because yet yeah, Cooper was talking stereotypically 1930s while Cindy as spinstress wasn't really convincing at all because when she did try to sing, I think Cindy's tone deaf, if you notice all of the uh, uh, music signs just being all mangled and everyone's just covering their ears.
0: Is really funny, honestly. I, I think the, the whole bit where they do the disguises is is really fun.
1: And Anya said that she thought it would work because it worked in Star
0: Wars. Yeah, and more than not, pretending not to know what Star Wars is. Uh,
1: but what bit from Star Wars is that? Because uh, I'm not into Star Wars, so I need it to be explained to me.
0: Well, A very uh, classic Star Wars trope is to... Um,
1: Oh, is it to pose as stormtroopers?
0: Yes, the stormtrooper bit. Um, It it happens often that they will dress up as stormtroopers and then they'll take, like, the big character. Like, they'll take Chewbacca prisoner, like, pretend to take him prisoner. It happens in the first Star Wars and it just sort of happens a lot throughout, you know. Very common, sort of recurring trope, that one.
1: (laughs) So, their plan was just based on an old sci fi movie? I mean, Star Wars is.
0: I feel like that's a good that's a that's a fun you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't just sort of, you know, dismiss it out of turn. I think I think it works um for the story that it is.
1: Yeah. Um oh, no, I'm just saying that um Anya's so desperate uh for a plan that she has to resort using Star Wars just to get closer.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a good bit. I like I think I think the sort of it's it's trying to be self referential. It's Dan Slott saying, Yes, I know I'm using a Star Wars trope here and, yeah. and it's 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 funny for that, you know, uh if not for anything else.
1: I think I would have expected Dan Slot because he's also writing some Doctor Who specials. I was surprised he didn't put in a Doctor Who thing in here.
0: Like Doctor Who comics? Yeah. All oh, right, Um Yeah, I mean, um yeah. Uh it's it, maybe maybe I, I do think there's a lot of space for that sort of stuff. Um especially with the uh, Zarina Zahari comic being very sort of like parody-esque of parody no not being a parody doc too it's just straight parody honestly oh yeah Wait,
1: and i forgot to point out that uh gwen was the one who pointed out their ruse in the first place
0: yeah um no i th- i think it's uh it's pretty neat how they how they how they handle all of it really it's uh yeah it's it's um uh and, and the fact that like obviously they would figure out that they're not that they're, that they're imposters because uh shathra literally reads their minds would know if it's really them or not.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to picture how this would would be translated on screen. Like, would their mouths just move, uh, with the costume, or would it just be literal costumes?
0: Um, I, I maybe maybe Web Weaver set it up so that the mask was like tied to their lips somehow, or I don't know. Yeah, um.
1: and. And apparently Cindy forgot that Spinstress sings all the time. And then, yeah, that's when we find out that she may or may not be tone deaf because she butchered that song.
0: I think it's hard to do stuff on the fly like that, you know? Like, I want to cut her some slack
1: a little bit, maybe. She didn't even rhyme. Oh, did she not? Damn, that's bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, even though most songs don't rhyme and that's a choice... Uh Spinstress so far, everything she's saying, it rhymed.
0: That's really funny. I, I think yeah, no, there's there's a marked difference between what like Cindy's doing and what like a Spinstress would normally do, you know.
1: Yeah, I think it would have been really awkward if uh, Noir and Spinstress regained consciousness just to portal in. Yes. Insert pointing beam here.
0: Yeah, and then they're all just sort of like uh yeah, no, I, I think I think they would uh yeah it, it would be too complicated to have them there as well but it would be funny.
1: And is it just me or does it seem like the spider army just flowed better together when Cindy was the lead spider? Um
0: yeah it did. They did flow better but the plan was really bad. <laughs> um it was <laughs> a really poor plan.
1: Well the second part of the plan was to send Zarina and Sun Spider over to Peter's lab. Yeah. Um and I found this like pretty kind of a, uh, uh, strangely funny when, uh, when Peter asks Sun Spider why she's there, and then she says, uh, that she's the muscle, and then it's implied that Peter was gonna say something about, uh, her handicap when really the handicap person talking to the other handicapped person and questioning why she's the muscle. Well, I thought it
0: was really well done because it was almost like he, you know, he did he did sort of presume right that because uh sun spider is using cr- uh, crutches that that means that sun spider can't like use superpowers or anything but like he's you know because because obviously that, that's that's true for for that peter right like he never gets the superpowers um and you know he must have been like it seemed like a really touching moment maybe to have him see a superhero that uses crutches like he does you know um uh, i think that might have been you know really nice for him because it acknowledges his disability in in the narrative. And it, you know, maybe there's a timeline where he then uses that and it inspires, inspires him to do superhero stuff um, uh, with his crushes.
1: Yeah, well, maybe when his memories reconcile yet again when uh, the Spider-Verse is restored?
0: Um, yeah, they're not super clear on it at the moment. But I think that... That Peter Parker is going to be erased. It feels icky, right? Like it does. It does feel quite icky that they've they've set up that character and they may be writing him out off panel, like because they're going to reset anyway. Um. So yeah.
1: unless if uh, restored, Pete gets his memories and experiences.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know, I. I. I think that. I that I wouldn't be the same, would it? It would still be like they have, you know, they'll have still written them out off screen, you know. Either way, it happens.
1: Yeah, it's because of the logic of two of the same people can't exist in the same timeline, or else you know one of them has to go.
0: Yeah, which is I think is a shame, right? Because when they do these really interesting characters, and then it's a timeline that's going to be reverted, then it means they can't come back at all. And I think that's a real shame.
1: Well, remember this does take place before Dark Web yeah so the wells run kind of spoils that um we're pretty much getting pre end of the spider verse peter back
0: yeah and um i i think they're kind of stuck there then because then maybe they shouldn't have done this this important piece of representation as a as a, as a timeline that's going to be reset and they should have put a bit more time into it maybe um
1: Oh, but at the beginning of the issue with Peter, I was surprised to find out that when he was communicating with, yeah, it turns out that Spider's Man survived being roasted to bits. Oh, really? He does? Yeah, those yeah, those sentient spiders. Yeah, uh, when he spelled out any luck, that makes sense. Yeah, that Spider's Man. Well, what's left of him? Oh, my
0: days. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Well, uh, glad Spider's Man isn't completely gone. Then that's really funny.
1: I don't think that's enough spiders to make up an arm.
0: No, it's not enough spiders to do more than a few words, even.
1: Yeah, so I guess, what, are they just going to contain him in a jar until they, I don't know, find him a body?
0: Possibly. Dunno, I mean, uh, maybe he can link up with other spiders. Like I, I don't know if he's limited to just the one or if he like can psychically bring more spiders into his weird hive mind thing
1: if he can control other spiders to uh, join up the rest of his matter. Mm, yeah. Uh, uh, well, assuming that they're sentient.
0: Yeah. Um, no, but I was glad to see they, they sort of kept Spider-Man around in, in some form. Well, um, what's left of him. Yes, what's left of him.
1: Assuming that uh, uh, his remains don't get roasted either.
0: Yeah, honestly, knowing his look, it could happen, so...
1: Because even though that there was an explosion in that building, you know, what remained of him teleported away with that fragment of the web of life and destiny. And I also noticed that uh, apparently Spider Rex survived the explosion.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, it's possible, right? Because they're resetting a lot of stuff that a lot of what we've seen in this will just go away anyway. So is that to consider?
1: Yeah, because of what uh, Cindy has done, Morlin is basically her reset button.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what it looks like afterwards. Because I think, like, End of the Spider-Verse wants to stop these kinds of events from happening again. almost like I think it's like what their stated goal is. So whether or not they're successful in that, I feel like they'll make some kind of change to, like, the paradigm to try and deliver on that in some way.
1: Well, there's going to be um, another volume of Edge of Spider-Verse spinning out of this when, when this is all over. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be... Um, Well, reintroducing the spiders that were introduced in this current volume, as well as introducing more new ones, one of which is called the Spider Killer. Mm.
0: I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be cool.
1: Yeah. So far in this new volume of Edge of Spider-Verse that's going to be launching pretty soon, uh, they're going to be using uh, Spider-Rex, Web Weaver, and uh, Spinstress again so far. Right. I see. Yeah, that's um, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to the edge
0: of um, Spider Verse volume. I'm hoping there's maybe is there going to be a Gwen arc? Do you think?
1: Because it's only a four issue mini, only half of them have the solicits revealed. So I think we'll know by this month's solicits for June if there's going to be a Gwen story involved in the in the back half.
0: Yeah, I'd, I hope they do that again. We'll we'll definitely cover that on here, I, I I hope. And we'll be able to see maybe another little Gwen story outside of all of the uh, Shadow Clone stuff.
1: And uh, hopefully that it's more than six pages. Yeah, six
0: more than six pages. That would be a nice amount.
1: Yeah, because, you know, Gig of Nightmares, you know, it was cute, but kind of want a little bit more there.
0: Yeah, Um I I think it's a good space to go from like that debut bit into a another mini series or a full yeah. run. So yeah. we'll see if if that happens.
1: And we know that she's going to be involved in Contest of Chaos.
0: Yeah, the Contest of Chaos appearance is going to be interesting. I'm uh, hoping they do some good stuff with that.
1: That depends if she doesn't lose her first matchup.
0: Yeah, honestly, I. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, yeah, yeah. I what is the tangent we're on? Um, I've lost it.
1: No, it's because it, uh, we were talking about how um, hopefully Gwen gets an appearance in this next volume of Edge.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff in that realm at the moment. So. Um. There are quite a few little Gwen appearances then that could potentially be coming up soon, which will. Follow here.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think let's move on to Shathra. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, Shatra becomes
0: like omniscient, like knows everything.
1: Yeah, she's the
0: watcher at this point. Yeah. Well, more power, even. Yeah. No, she's very powerful.
1: Yeah, she starts to merge the multiverse into her gray hot. I th- one of her lines is enough of this madness of these multiverses.
0: Yeah. Uh she she tries to do an end of the spider verse, uh unsuccessfully. Um, but does try it. Um
1: Well, I applaud her for she gets an A for effort though when uh she sends all of these giant tendrils to incorporate all of the earths that she's conquered into her hive.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed uh that sequence. It felt like uh, you know, the ego sequence in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I also wondered like is she, like, collapsing different Earths into her hive? Is she just destroying stuff for the sake of it? Like, it's not super clear what's going You don't get an on-the-ground view of what's happening when she does that. But uh, essentially, by taking over the web of life and destiny, she gets to influence everything now. She can... You know, everything is now subject to her in some in some way.
1: Yeah, basically, her uh, entire goal is a multiversal conquest. Yeah, yeah. Um... Which is, uh, you know, a kind of um, standard stuff, really. And don't forget, this is all because of jealousy of uh, her younger sister, whose uh, web of life and destiny was chosen over her great hive. Uh, She's basically, you know, a woman scorned by her younger sister.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's definitely, um, she, yeah, so she sort of wins almost, um, But the, I don't know how should I say it, She's spends so long gloating over the spiders that it sort of just unravels anyway, which is, yeah, which is a shame. I'm surprised they haven't introduced her sister, though.
1: Maybe next issue if uh, she's uh, the Hail Mary in all of this.
0: Yeah, Or, or maybe they'll reveal that Silk is like the sister reincarnated...
1: Either reincarnated or um, in the style ala Khonshu, Tourette, and Amit that uh, silk is Neef's avatar. Oh, yeah, they could do that. That'd
0: be a bit of a cop out, that though. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna see more of that in the next issue. But I think it was a shame to set up that sister as a sort of interesting sort of character to have Shatra bump up against, and then and then to not use her for like so many issues. So.
1: But yeah, I do feel like that Neef will be reintroduced the next issue like as a way just to calm her sister down because at the end of the day they're still sisters yeah even though this is more extreme than what gamora and nebula and the mcu go through
0: yeah definitely um i, I hope they find some way to reconcile that because um i feel like it's going to come up again and soon as well
1: yeah and how she called out how um when Morlun stabbed her how uh uh, she was unaffected by the dagger. I think, like, she expected this, don't you think? Um,
0: the she it, it didn't phase her even. Like, she wasn't even afraid of it. So she must she must have known that it wasn't going to do anything to her.
1: Yeah, even though it's called the totem dagger, that would imply that it would work on any totem. But she said, "Uh, the totem dagger that kills spiders that only works on spiders."
0: Yes. No. I I like her sort of nonplussed reaction to it, as if. They should have known that it had no effect on it. It was quite funny.
1: And then all of this uh, cockiness and overconfidence goes out the window when Cindy slashes Moreland to release all of his previous victims.
0: Yeah. Um, so this is the, I don't know, It's uh, at least it's not like a MacGuffin or anything, but I think the, yeah, it almost breaks him open and... Now, I don't know, will these people be brought back? This was this was something I was interested in. Are they are they just like ghosts? Are they like just like fragments that like are unraveling the hive? Or are they actually the totems coming back to life? Are uh, are they is that what they want to do or
1: Yeah. Because Morlin hasn't been unraveled. He's still standing there even though he's uh practically uh like badly cut open. And um yeah, maybe yeah, I think they're just ghosts that he released and then they'll just be inexplicably restored somehow. It looks a
0: little bit like he's unraveling towards the... Uh, in, in the last panel, maybe?
1: Like, when you look at him, it looks like he's completely unraveled there, maybe? It it didn't look like webs. It just looked like that he's uh, disintegrating. Yeah, but there's a... Uh,
0: if you look at the explosion, those look like threads, don't they?
1: Uh, I got my copy here. I'm just going to flip to the last page to see if those look like webs.
0: The last uh, two, three panels even, they they look like the webs that get flung out when they uh, unravel, like when Jessica and, and Peter unraveled.
1: Oh yeah, they do look like webs. Yeah. But I just took that to interpret that uh, that the uh, web of life and destiny is just reweaving itself. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I see that. Um yeah, it's not
0: super, super clear. Um, we'll find out anyway. If he's been completely unraveled, we'll find out in the next issue for certain.
1: It's only releasing Moreland's victims, not the ones that his family got.
0: No. Well, that sounds the reason. Does this, does this mean they could go and stab the other members of the family to produce the same effect?
1: Oh, Spider-Man ate them, so no. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very thoroughly written out then, aren't they?
1: God's. Yeah, well, their father was Solus, who was killed back in Spider-Geddon, so there's no restoring his victims. No, um, and, I yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. Verna was killed also in the last event on the radioactive Earth. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, his siblings. Oh yeah, they're dead as dirt.
0: Yeah, unless they choose to undo everything with what's happened here and maybe everything that happened in End of the Spider-Verse didn't really happen.
1: And it also makes me think, will Moreland try to uh, reconcile with Pirate Queen Jess? Um she was his favourite.
0: I don't know if Dan Slot remembers Pirate Queen Jess, frankly. I, I think he's long forgotten that. Um that one's definitely a long time ago that I mean we'd it like it's a ten year old arc now i as cool as it would be to see Pirate Queen Jess again. Dan Slott just wrote Jess, normal Jess out even, let alone an alternate version of her. But yeah, no, I, I uh I don't like Dan Slot doesn't even think about regular Jess. For him to think about like Pirate Queen Jess, it would be fun, but I, I just I don't think he thinks about like yeah, I don't I don't think he thinks about the stuff that he wrote that long ago no. that much.
1: No, um, I think that would be something that Dennis Hopeless would pull.
0: Yes. That would yeah, I think I think that would make
1: sense. But um, anyway, I uh, think, uh, yeah, with Shatra, uh, do you think that because everything's being uh, rewritten, she- she'll still be standing?
0: Um, Not in the same way. We might see her back to some sort of reduced state because she, like, they couldn't find her initially, right? Like, it was because yeah. Annie Mae found her that she ended up getting as powerful as she did. So if Annie Mae was to, like, revert then she could sort of, like, catch on to what's going on before it got too bad.
1: Yeah, because, yeah, Shatra here, uh, she was only brought into here because Annie was digging her nose into the primal strand because Kane killed her physical form back in Scarlet Spider, so she couldn't get her body back until Annie did what she did. Yeah, which checks out. So that would mean that uh, somehow... uh, her body would have to be destroyed again, and then her spirit would have to be captured elsewhere, so she won't be on the loose again.
0: Yeah, no, I think it, I think it all makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I think um, it would Moreland be considered the uh, somewhat erstat hero of the Spider Verse, even though um, he's well, in this issue. At the end, he's reduced to a tool.
0: Uh, no, he's getting his just dessert here. Honestly, he's he's a yeah. bad dude. Yeah. He is a bad dude for sure. Um, <laughs> well,
1: and he tried le- to eat <laughs> Yeah, Well, at least he tried to make things right at first by attempting to kill Shatra, and then when he was like, uh, after he attempted to stab her, and then he just sits there dumbfounded, it's like, uh, this is awkward. Yeah. He makes this grand speech about how he's gonna save the Spider-Verse, and then when he failed to kill her,
0: he really shows himself up because he is, he's self-serving at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. And, um, and I'm glad he sort of, sort of acknowledged there that like, when he's actually like the, the, the realization that like inheritors were parasites on the spider verse, essentially. Um, and I think it's been, it has been floated before that like in, in spider Geddon that Solus made them that way, like made them so that they wanted to eat people. It's not, a natural thing for them to act in this way. They are, they are parasitic in nature and it's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Shatra called him the totem of the leech.
0: Right. And, and I think that that was really funny. Um, that, that really worked, I think as a, as a story thing and, and sort of, you know, undermine Morland being this really cool guy. Cause what he does is he goes around being a vampire, basically, you know, he's not a good dude by any, by any stretch of the imagination.
1: But what confused me is that uh, couldn't Morelin have attempted to absorb her life force? Because he doesn't uh, necessarily just feed on spider totems. He once ate a badger totem, and uh, back in Sinister War, he-, he killed Boomerang.
0: Yeah, he can do that. Um, I think they prefer spiders. I think it's like a flavor thing almost, um, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I guess. But yeah, you did say that, yeah, he gets his just desserts uh, after being slashed by Silk. Yeah. Um... And I noticed that one of his victims was... uh, I recognized him from one of the Spider-Verse prelude stories, I think, where, yeah, Moreland went back to... uh, Yes, I think it was 1602, where he he killed uh, the Spider-Man of that reality.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. I... I which would not make sense. Cause, like, why would he be back if he got killed?
1: Yeah, and uh, I think one of the uh, other spiders was um, uh, the amalgam universe Spider Boy. You know, the one whose arm he tore off just to get the watch.
0: I don't. Are they allowed to use him more than an arm? As as more than an arm, even?
1: I don't think they're allowed to use the full character. I think uh, Slot got away with using his arm, but I think maybe just that uh one tiny cameo there. I think he was able to get away with that. Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, Yeah, I just, and and having him appear more is a bit, yeah, like dodgy almost, but yeah. um, Amalgam stuff is always weird to see in like modern comics.
1: (laughs) But do you think this is necessarily the end of Morlin?
0: No, no. He's almost certainly going to come back 100%. He's back um, eventually anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like um maybe Moreland could torment other animal themed people because back in two thousand six, I think uh he was uh, one of Shuri's enemies.
0: Yeah, I, I I think as a villain, he's just he's just too popular to to get rid of. You know, like I don't think anybody has any desire to get rid of him. Um, really, yeah. uh, he's yeah. he's he's here to stay, better or for yeah. worse. You know, he's he's too popular, and he he's just the kind of villain who is hard to write out meaningfully because he's just so overpowered. Uh, he is a very, he's very much a Gary Stu. I think you know he he, he he's unde, undeserving of all that power. What's Gary Stu? Well, it's the the guy version of a Mary Sue. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the Mary Sue is just really powerful for no reason, or well, the like Gary Stu is just like one of those really powerful dudes who's just really powerful for the sake of being powerful, and I think the Inheritors are an example of that for the most part, um, and I think it's sometimes it's written well, but but it does get to the point like, overdone, and and like, while they've like chosen clearly to, like, write him to the point where he can be killed off in this, I, I don't think that's how they typically want to write him
1: back then he lost his appeal when they introduced that he had a family but since his family's gone he's now the sole inheritor
0: yeah he's the which, which is which is a funny sentence um but yeah it's uh i i think so yeah and it's it, he's he's he he has had a bit more of a glow in his past like couple of appearances like he's been less corny almost to have around because cause he doesn't have the whole like like parent situation going on but yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see I guess yeah. uh, but I feel like he will almost certainly get brought back because he's yeah. just one of those characters he just, just gets brought back no matter what you know
1: do you know whose voice I have in my head when I read Morlin oh yeah he's that Travis Willingham oh that's fun well uh, he did voice Morlin in the uh, now discontinued Spider-Man unlimited mobile game all right,
0: multi well, talent.
1: But when I uh, hear his voice, he's like less Thor y because Travis Willingham usually voices Thor. All right. But with Morlin, uh, I kind of imagine him. Yeah, less Thor e. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but he still sounds posh. Yeah. What
0: What What other roles has uh, Travis Willingham done?
1: He played Kingpin in um, Insomniac Spider Man. All right. And right now he voices uh, Grog Strongjaw from Vox Machina, the uh, Critical Role animated series.
0: Well, that's very popular at the moment.
1: So, yeah, I just imagine him, yeah, like, less story, y but uh, still, he sounds posh. Yeah, that checks out. Because, yeah, he really is posh.
0: Yes. All of these people, so posh.
1: Yeah, to the point where he goes to another Earth just to go fetch shrimp for Pirate Queen Jess.
0: Yeah, these are English types, you know. So posh. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, is that pretty much it that we have to say about everybody? Yeah. Um,
0: what I will say is I I have been enjoying this arc more since Peter left it. Um, I think this is a resolution works better than typically what we've expected from Spider-Verse stuff. And yeah, I just, uh, I think that uh, we'll have to give out, you know, a final verdict in the next episode, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Issue number seven comes out uh, April 5th, which is actually on the same day that Shadow Clones number two comes out. But we're going to be covering Shadow Clones first because that's priority.
0: Yeah. Um, Clans always, obviously, yeah.
1: Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I got the solicit here for uh, the arc finale, and it says, The end of Spider-Verse is here. Friends became enemies, enemies became friends, and now all of the Spider-Verse ends. Jessica Drew, gone. Peter Parker, gone. And they aren't the only ones erased by the sacred sting knife. How can Silk and the rest of the spiders win the Spider-War?
0: I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's telling lies.
1: <laughs> well, isn't that what the solicit writer does nowadays? Because I don't think they just read the full issue. They just get handed what they're supposed to write. And then they're like, okay, I'll just do this.
0: Yeah, they they tell lies. That's what they do. Respectfully to solicit writers. But they, they do tell lies. So. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, yeah, Dan Slott, for the past few weeks, he, uh, he's been... um. Emphasizing that everyone should order the top secret spoiler variant of Spider Man number seven because he's gonna introduce a new spider. Oh, that is
0: exciting. Um, is Silk maybe gonna get a bit of a rebrand? Are we gonna see her like become like a spider queen or something?
1: No, all he teases is that, um, this is a new character and um, it's a man. Oh, never mind. Oh, my days. Okay. Uh. <laughs> And he's going to use this new character uh, in the next arc alongside Peter.
0: It better be good to hype something up like this. It better be yeah. an interesting choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I ordered through my LCS the uh, Top Secret spoiler variant. I asked for it uh, directly, and it's going to be done by Humberto Ramos.
0: Oh, okay. An Humberto Ramos cover is, is always worth a look anyway, I suppose.
1: Yeah. But so far on the uh, um solicit sites... Since it's a spoiler variant, it's essentially just a blank page with the Spider Man title and then it just in giant letters just says spoiler in the middle.
0: That's funny. I like that.
1: Because, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think we're yeah, we're gonna get that cover until the actual day of Um No, no, I can't imagine that. <laughs> um, there was even this uh one joke a few weeks ago where uh a slot joked that he accidentally leaked the secret spoiler variant cover that it caused Twitter to uh, break its images. You know how because there was that one day where the images couldn't load properly.
0: Oh right, was that was that what it was?
1: No, he never uploaded it, but it was just a joke that he's saying um, that he might have been responsible for uh, images on Twitter breaking.
0: He tweets such strange tweets. Dan slot has the weirdest Twitter account. I swear. He needs to, He needs to spend less time on Twitter respectfully <laughs> to him,,
1: yeah. but the fact that they uh, uh emphasize silk in this solicit for number seven that yeah that means that she's going to be a major player in this issue, well, not just because she's the queen of spiders, it's just because well, she's also another protagonist
0: yes I hope that that is the reason like I really i just i I, I think they need to really get away from the whole. Being the, the the chosen one shit, it, it really it hasn't. But been... the interesting part of Spider Verse is 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 the, is the the smaller character moments. I really don't think that they that like a, a lot of these like I don't know. It's almost clickbaity in nature doing it like this. You know, it's it's not right.
1: So does that mean that um, if you want to count the chosen one as being a separate job, does that mean Silk as? Like, she's doing two jobs now.
0: I don't know. I don't know if it's a job so much as it's a title. Like, it's like being a lord. You can just never do anything but you're still a lord, even if you spend all your time at home.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: It's one of those kinds of jobs.
1: But I think uh, her being the Queen of Spiders, I think that's also a result how she's a Dan Slott creation.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Dan Slot is trying to elevate his legacy, and I think he's maybe thinking a bit harder about that as as maybe he ages in his career.
1: Yeah, but again, this is uh, Emily Kim's decision in her next mini, whether or not if she wants to play into the queen of the Spider-Verse aspect, because Cindy's going on a multiversal adventure, but not to meet other spiders, is to meet other Cindy's. I
0: hope that she never, ever pays any attention to anything Dan Slott does, respectfully to Dan Slott. But I hope she just does what she wants to do. And if she, if she chooses to do this, then good for her. But if chooses never to acknowledge it, then also good for her. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my, my yeah. thoughts
1: <laughs> now, now, I just want to see, um, yeah, I just want to, Cindy, yeah, do some more other than just being relegated to, um, like, I'm just going to say this, um, because the Chosen One being a title, like, it has to have meaning. I just hope that she makes it worth something.
0: Yeah, like, I hope it's more than just this, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like not just a title that like peter with peter he just had it as a title he didn't use it for anything no he didn't he didn't
0: reform anything he just sort of he's just like well i guess this is me um and yeah it wasn't
1: a lot but uh, anyway yeah is that already the uh, end of our episode yeah i think we're about done here All right, so yeah, uh, next time when we make an episode, we're going to be, like what was said before, we're going to be reading Spider-Gwen Shadow Clones number two, because that's a priority, but we will be reading Spider-Man number seven the week after, so yeah, we're going to do some episodes in quick succession again. Yeah, exciting stuff.
0: There's a lot of uh, Gwen stuff coming out at the moment that we would like to cover, which
1: which is always a plus. Yeah. So we're going to put the links in the description of where to buy and to read it. We're also going to put up the uh, full Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider reading list, which still has to be updated. Yes, it is. My bad. (laughs) But anyway, if you had any questions or thoughts on the show, you can send us an email, ghostspidergroupies at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at gsgroupies. We also have a Ko-fi page if you want to chuck in a few bucks to help us with the upkeep of the podcast. That would be great.
0: Yes, please.
1: But uh, anyway, thank you everybody for listening. I've been Abigail. And I've been Pax. All right. Bye. Bye bye.